Good news. My new book is finally here. It's called Handbook for the Heartbroken, A Woman's Path from Devastation to Rebirth, and you can order it now wherever books are sold. I wrote this book after the five-year span between 2016 and 2020 when I experienced serial heartbreaks that rocked literally every area of my life, my health, relationships, money, career, social status, and even my very sense of self. And along the way, I really got to experience firsthand how dysfunctional our culture's relationship is to loss. I saw how we live in a heartbreak illiterate world that's obsessed with success and shackled with isolation and ignorant of how valuable our suffering can be for our growth and our evolution, not only as individuals, but also as a collective. So this book expands the conversation around loss beyond just breakups and bereavement, although we definitely cover those too, in order to include falls from grace of all kinds, personal, professional, and collective. So whether you're experiencing hardship now or know you have past hurts that are holding you back in certain ways and still need healing, this book is here to support you. It's also a great book to gift to clients, family members, friends, just other women in your world who are going through a challenging time. It will show you that it's only through fully turning toward your heartbreak with support, courage, and compassion that you can heal. So within the loving pages of this book, you will have full permission to fall apart and slowly, organically find your way back to greater wholeness. I'm truly excited to share this with you. It was not a joy to live this journey, but it really was a joy to write it. And you can find it again wherever books are sold and the audio version of the book is available as well. If you would like some gifts to accompany you on your heartbreak journey, you can get those at handbookfortheheartbroken.com. Those are free. Whenever you order books, you can just send in your invoice or your receipt and we'll send you those accompanying gifts. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sarah Avon Stover, host of Truth, Love, and Beauty. I'm an author, internal family systems practitioner, and teacher of women's yoga, meditation, and spirituality, who's built a long career since the early 2000s to be exact, in supporting women to cultivate greater psycho-spiritual wholeness and, in turn, to come home to themselves. My dedication to women and to the upliftment of the feminine at large has been a lifelong one. From growing up as the second oldest of four sisters in a Connecticut suburb of New York City, to studying at an Ivy League all-women's college, all the way up to today. And the very things I support women with mirror the struggles that I've had. Things like doubting, pushing, perfecting, hating, and yes, at times, even hurting myself. Yet I found, and I have a sense that because you're here, you have too, that these very wounds and pain points can become openings for profound healing, growth, and spiritual insight. I created this podcast in service of honoring just this, this sacred healing journey that we women are on. It was born out of my own desire to hear Dharma talks, which are what the Buddhist tradition calls wisdom teachings, through the distinct lens and voice of the sacred feminine. 
Here, I'll share these very talks, along with rich conversations with leading thinkers and luminaries about all facets of the feminine spiritual journey. Plus, this podcast highlights three of the core values we must embrace on the feminine path, truth, love, and beauty. Values which we all need more of during this tumultuous time in history. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you again. And today I want to share a excerpt of a Dharma talk that I gave at an online retreat hosted by Shabala Mountain Center in the midst of the pandemic. So it was in August of 2021. And it's an excerpt that I pulled out to share on this podcast some months ago, and it just never made it here. So I am catching up with myself after just a big move over the summer and travel and a couple of big projects that I'm working on that I'm excited to share with you soon. And I felt like it's just a good time to share it with you now. I'm actually getting ready to head up to Shambhala Mountain Center, although it's now called Drala Mountain Center, this weekend to lead my annual fall retreat there. And in this excerpt, it's it's from a retreat called Creating a Beautiful Life in Hard Times. And I speak about the need to orient our lives around spiritual truths, which are unchanging while our day-to-day lives in the material realm are, as you know, constantly changing. I also talk about the importance of really cultivating a process that you enjoy, a process with which you engage the material of your life. And I go more into more in depth into what I mean by that in this talk. I also talk about how important it is to view our lives as our teachers and as a process for cultivating ourselves. And I end with speaking about the importance of choosing how we feel and how we respond to life. Again, because we don't have control the majority of the time around what life is presenting to us, but we do have control over how we respond to that. So I go more in depth into what I mean by that and just share some of my inspiration behind that thought process of choosing how we respond. So I hope this is supportive for you. And I look forward to seeing you again next month. I have another great interview coming next month. And if you ever have someone that you would love for me to feature on this podcast, I welcome you to send an email to me. Hello at sarahvonstover.com. Let me know who you're interested in hearing from, what you're interested in hearing about, And as always, if you could just take a moment or two to leave a review for this podcast, I would be very grateful because that helps this reach more people. And that also helps when I'm inviting guests, they can see that there's a lot of great reviews and it makes it a podcast that they want to take the time to be a part of. So just know that just the few minutes that you take to do that is extremely helpful 
And thank you for everyone who has already left a review. I really appreciate it. And I I do read them and I just send gratitude as I'm reading them. All right. So enjoy this month's Dharma Talk and I will see you next month. Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Welcome back to our second day of creating a beautiful life in hard times. I hope that everyone rested well and that we are ready for our our final date together. So in creating a beautiful life, especially in hard times, it's really important that we root ourselves in spiritual truths. And one of those spiritual truths we talked about yesterday and a little bit in our opening meditation today, which is coming into present time, really just being present and calling our power back from all the other points in time where it may be stuck or frozen. Another spiritual truth is to to surrender the outcomes, to not need to know what it's going to look like or how it's going to happen. And I know we've all heard this so much and it can sound like a cliche, but to really, to make it about the journey and not about where you're getting to. It was a couple of months ago, I watched a um, Seinfeld has a new special on Netflix, which was just really funny. If you haven't seen it and you like Seinfeld, it was really funny. But one of the things he shared was like how we're never present Like when you're, you know, he lives in New York City. So he's talking about when you're in the taxi, you want to get to the restaurant. When you're at the restaurant, you want to get to the theater. When you're at the theater, you're like, oh, I can't wait to get home and go to bed. So it's like, we're never actually where we want to be. We're always wanting to be somewhere else. Always thinking about the destination. And especially when, when things are hard, which they are at different times in life. And that doesn't mean it's not beautiful. It's just an aspect of life. Um, there's a new book that came out. I'm not remembering the name of it, but it's about transitions. I just recently listened to the interview with the author on the Goop podcast. And it it sounds like an interesting book, really breaking down the three phases of of major life transitions, of these these life quakes that we all have, and how the first is saying goodbye to the old life. The second phase is the messy middle, and the third phase is is the new life. And this is a, uh, a model you know, that's used throughout time. It's, it's used in Christianity. It's used in Judaism. And what this points us to and what this author was saying is that it ends up that, and, and these big transitions often last maybe about five years. And what this amounts to is that we spend about half of our adult lives in these big transitions. And this is more than we're taught or um, kind of warned about or prepared for. But if we're spending almost half of our adult lives in in these big transitions, some of them we choose, like to choose to move to a new place, to choose a new career path, to choose to leave a marriage, some things we do not choose. But however it is, you know, in those times, life is not going to look necessarily the way that you want it to look. 
But what we can have control over is, is what our process is like inside of that. So it's, it's less about having life look exactly how you want it to look and more about do you enjoy the process with which you engage your life with? Like, do you feel satisfied with the process? And that's where practice comes in. And that's where our own unique relationship to our path comes in. And that's where this growth edge comes in because what worked for you five years ago, the process that worked for you five years ago probably isn't, or maybe isn't working for you now. And that requires a a constant just checking in and seeing, well, what, what is a process that really feels fulfilling for me right now, no matter what my life looks like. So it gives me this sense of orientation when I wake up in the morning that like, I know how I'm going to process the content of my life because our, our lives are our teachers. Our lives are our sole curriculum for our time here on this planet. And what is my process for cultivating myself, for listening to myself, for embodying my soul more and more for stepping into my soul's purpose more and more. So I invite you to think about like, what are the pieces of your process that really feel alive for you now? And by alive, I don't mean easy. You know, there could be aspects of practice that you resist that feel harder for you. In uh, Women's House of Wisdom, that online women's spiritual practice community that I hold, where we have a monthly retreat, and the, our last retreat in August, we we talked about voice, and one of one of the pieces in there was um, singing or chanting, and that's something that I've been bringing into my practice over the past two to three months. is is more chanting again and using my voice. And, you know, there's a lot of mornings where it's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to, and it can only take, you know, two or three minutes to go through just a few chants. It always ends up feeling great, but there, there's a resistance. There's an edge to it or writing in your journal. You know, sometimes you can, some days you can just feel like, I just, I don't want to write in my journal, but it's one of those things where you, you, you always feel better. You always feel more connected, more in touch with yourself more mm, kind of just in your life, like really just getting your hands in the clay of your life when you do it. So I'd love for us all just to take a few moments and come into present time with your process. It could be, you know, I I have a friend whose process is, is really about interpreting dreams and journaling about dreams in the morning and speaking with a Jungian analyst about dreams on a regular basis. And that's really his, his path, his process. So even if at times he's not necessarily happy, he, he's really fulfilled by the way with which he's engaging his life. So 
Yes, let's take some moments and just see like what what are the key components of your process right now? And maybe there are things you you are doing. Maybe there's things that uh, you used to do that you want to incorporate or that you feel called to do. So the other piece related to that of letting go of surrendering the outcomes, letting go of what, what it's going to look like is focusing instead on how you want to feel. Because we don't know we don't know the kind of world that we're going to be in six months from now. And that, that has always been true. But at this particular time in history, it's more pronounced that that truth is more pronounced and could have bigger effects than maybe other times in our, in our lifetimes. So we we can't control how the world is going to look, but we can control how we're going to feel, how we're going to choose to respond, like Viktor Frankl's work in Man's Search for Meaning, the Swiss psychologist who was in a concentration camp, Nazi concentration camp, and he, he shared that, you know, everything can be stripped from a man, but the only thing that can't be taken is his freedom to choose how he'll respond in any situation. And this past year, I had the privilege of going uh, to work in maximum security California prisons, both men's and women's prisons, within an organization that was founded on that principle of Viktor Frankl's, this this freedom to choose. We have a freedom to choose how we're going to respond in any situation. And sitting in these circles, like breakout groups like we're doing here, but in a gym prison that can hold 200 to 300 um, men and women who live in prison, and sitting with them and all of us looking at our lives and seeing what's, what's present in our lives and where, how are we choosing to respond to what's happening. And it was so moving sitting with these men and women, especially the ones who had been in for a long time or had been in and out even several times Many of you probably know that the recidivism rate in U.S. prisons is about 80%. So meaning if you get let out of prison, you have an 80% chance of getting back in. That's how broken our system is. That's how broken our culture is. And actually sitting and meeting these individuals for whom that was, that was their life. You know, we may have addictive cycles where we, we quit something and then we start it again, but their addictive cycles were, were getting out of prison and then coming back in. And some of them who were LWAP, which is the acronym for life without possibility of parole, and coming to terms with that as their reality, 
And if that is the rest of their lives, and some of them had been in there since they were teenagers and maybe then were 50 years old, then where is the freedom to choose about how they're going to engage with their lives? Or like, what is, what is their daily process for having a fulfilling life within, within the prison environment and all the challenges that that entails? So we are by no means in those extreme of situations and we're not in prison or not in concentration camps. We are very privileged compared to most people, many people on this planet right now, just simply because we, we can be in a space like this. And that doesn't mean we don't have very, very real challenges, maybe now or another time. That doesn't mean that those challenges are not valid. But we can look for, for inspiration, for hope to those in more dire circumstances who have found that strength of spirit to, to choose to wear that, that crown of sovereignty, to remember that that is their inborn, divine, divinely human right that no one can take from us our freedom to choose how we're going to respond in any situation. That is always available to us. Doesn't mean that it's not hard as hell at times, but we have it. And that's part of our initiation. That's part of our initiation into, into more greatness, into more kindness, into more uh, honest living. So one of the ways that we can really start to palpate how we want to feel this particular season of life. And when I say season, I, I, I literally mean a season because I don't think it's really possible to look further ahead than two, maximum three months right now. So that is, that is like our season, you know, from now until December. I think that that's, that's, a, that's even being generous, Right. But that's somewhat of a manage manageable stretch to be able to look ahead and just kind of just see how we want to orient during that time. And one of the things that we can do is look back at our list of values, back at our list of values, which most likely were nouns, just like static nouns, um, honesty, creativity, vulnerability, whatever it was. And from that, choose an adjective. So how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel creative? Do you want to feel joyful? Do you want to feel wise, settled? Um, someone mentioned vibrancy yesterday or vitality. And do you want to feel vital? Do you want to feel vibrant? And we take these adjectives and those are, that's like one of our compasses, part of our process for that day. It's like, these are, this is how I want to feel. So given what's available right now, what do I need to do today 
What do I need to cultivate in me? What, what kinds of interactions, activities do I need to seek in order to feel these things, in order to embody these things? So this is a path of really embodying our values on a daily basis in a way that's really accessible. So it's not just like a static list that we have in a journal somewhere or on a, uh, you know, notes on our phones, but it's, it's something that we engage with daily. So look back over your values list. And choose between three to five adjectives for that describe how you want to feel the most important feelings for you at this time. So it's like if you wake up in the morning and you look at your list, it's like, yeah, the, these are the things that I, that I really want to embody on this day. Thank you for being here today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be very grateful if you could take a moment to please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That is the best way to support me in continuing on with this podcast and also to support other women in finding this, other women who may find this beneficial for their own lives. Also, don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you're not already signed up for my newsletter, Monthly Insights, which I've been sending out now for almost 20 years, I welcome you to join me and a community of like-hearted women from around the world there. You can subscribe at my website, sarahavonstover.com. Until next time, I'm sending you my heartfelt support.